I love Cinnamon Kim Fish because she gets irritated. Whatever irritates Kim, I like Too to do. funny, mama. <laughs> so <laughs> that happens <laughs> I'm going to just tell you the people that I know she dated. Give it up. And what happened. Uh, the first person was Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she dated Mr. T for a while, but she did. She said she didn't like his raspy voice. He was, when they were making love, he always mm. go, oh, yeah, Kim, baby. Oh, damn, Kim, baby. Such a so gentle said, lover, That though. didn't work out because his voice. Um, I That's think uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and she, she said that didn't work out because he was too tall. Gotcha. Um, Emmanuel Lewis. Oh, um, the these way. are just the people I know. Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. Sylvester Stallone. These are just the people I know. Um, um, Morgan Freeman. People you know. Morgan Freeman. That really, okay. I thought her and Morgan was gonna really, really work, but you know, I mean, then I remember Kim used to call me late at night going, Morgan, Morgan. Um, who else? That's, I think that's the only ones I remember. Thank you I very much. She, try, she yeah. tried to get with Reverend Jesse Jackson, but he turned it down. <laughs> oh, so oh no. You're so stupid. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, okay. The longest relationship she had, the longest relationship she had was with Reverend Al Sharpton. <laughs> tell everybody first of all let's let let me tell everyone and tell you miguel why i asked you to co-host is because sherry shepherd who is uh one of the two funny mamas is having a garage sale today and she couldn't make it now she's doing what she's having a garage sale and what is she gonna do with and, the money <laughs> she <laughs> she sherry needs shepherd the money should have said all of this stuff, I'm having an auction. All of the proceeds will go to the blah, 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 the blah, 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 the blank, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. Oh, and Share you right there. No, I ain't gonna say it again. Better. Share my hair. <laughs> huh? I said, what are you saying? She would have done better? Yeah, she would. She definitely, absolutely would have done better. But I'm, I'm going over there as soon as this is over and see what she got. Oh, I think we know some of the things that she got. I think Chris, oh, you got to meet Chris and Nate. Oh, look, this Sherry's- uh, Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, let me see. That's her, oh, yeah. yes. Well, when is that? What is, is that? Story? Wait a minute, that looks like an exercise thing, that first thing on the table. Uh, for our oh, listeners, that, yeah, we are showing tables and tables. Can we get any more shots? That's of a... raggediness. No, no, it looked like everything that I didn't want. It's a foam it roller. Like <laughs> all the stuff in your garage that you didn't want. Or oh, this think, is the this is the stuff she don't want to move. All this stuff don't nobody want. Right. <laughs> Look at all those hey, bracelets. Oh, those you nice. got, everybody got a grandmama. Somebody gonna want that. <laughs> Look at oh, the pillows. Yeah. You can go, you the can take this. nap. <laughs> now what the hell they want with your old books? Well, those what look like journals. journals. She yeah. has some napkins. Oh, <laughs> 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 When you got to sell some napkins, but there might be some. Sell... <laughs> That's a real yard sale. Hey, how about this? <laughs> Put it on the oh, table. What if you're on your way to the store anyway, and you were like, "Oh, wow, I was going, I was about to go to get some napkins, but here goes some in Sherry's so, house." So you gonna buy Sherry's old napkin? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! 
Yeah, Jerry. I wish I could see more. Her. Go back to the yard and say. I don't know. I wish she we could do this all day. Her... I know. This she should call it a garage. Instead of yard sale, a, a garage sale. Because this stuff would have been in the garage. Yeah, this there is There you definitely... go. What is a bag what? of. Uh, go back. Oh, wait, wait. No, keep going up. Right what there. is that? A, a bag, bag of. of uh, uh, a bag of old toilet paper. Mm. <laughs> That's what that looks like. It looks like a bag of old toilet paper. That's what it is. But you She's know, people... somebody say Sherry might have white. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> she got a solar she got a lot light of workout out equipment. There. She better. She got a lot of workout equipment. Right. She better be fine. Right. Ain't, and ain't use none of it. Oh, I like that big Santa Claus. Go back to the Santa Claus. Right. I do like that Santa Claus. Kim, that Santa Claus in your house, in your yard, be all the decorations you need for Christmas. You better get right. that. Right. She didn't tell me she was selling the Santa Claus. Because she trying hey, to get Chris. more money first, and then if I, she don't sell it, tell you. I feel a little left out. Hey, Chris, yeah. can you please text Sherry right now and say Kim wants the giant Santa Claus? It's probably, Done. what time did the yard sales start? Well, you know, they start pretty early at LA. Well, then People that Santa really... Claus is going to be gone, I promise you. Text her right now. Yeah. Go ahead, I want to see if I can see some shit. <laughs> uh, let's... No, we ain't got to yeah. go to Sherry. This is a, look at that ugly painting. Mm. She really had it in the house. But do you, I mean, do you think that a yard sale is important enough to miss your own podcast? Absolutely, positively not. And here she comes. So, uh, yeah, as you can see, there is no Sherry Shepard this week because she had to move. So, uh, for two funny mamas, it's like one funny mama, but I found my best friend who's going to sit in for her. Boom! Car <laughs> Caroline Ray, everybody, going to join us with two funny mamas this week. Did you have a mask on? Is it safe? It, it's okay. Just I'll hold, I'll hold my breath while you talk and then... You hold your breath okay. when I talk. Okay. okay. But I feel like we're so close to each other in real life. Are you talking? Okay, I can talk. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. Caroline Ray, everybody, this week on Two Funny Mamas. Your turn. <laughs> oh, don't breathe out. <sighs> when I was in Scotland. That was oh, no, no, it wasn't when I was in Scotland. Do you remember they used to have Tasty Delight? Yes. Okay. So I go to Tasty Delight. My They always advertise like 45 flavors. You're like, oh, can I please have the smoked cherry cheesecake and they're like we only have vanilla and chocolate i'm like okay this is all lies all of your advertising right so i go in and i'm ordering and michael gelman who mm -hmm. was there from you know who produces yes. kelly is my kelly. dear friend and his wife Lori is one mm -hmm. of my best friends and we're all in there and we're ordering and then um as i leave the store he i hear the the salesman go meow 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 and i like it doesn't even phase me and and michael goes he just meowed at you. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. It happens all the time. I meowed at or whatever. It's like, it's because of the but show. You, but you don't play the cat? No, but it's because of the show, right? So later that day, of course, I'm buying more ice cream and I go in <laughs> and I ask for whatever. And, and he goes, is that all? And I'm like, yes. And he says, perhaps a small snack for the cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> perhaps a small snack for the cat. So now in my friends, like often, like there's a, there's like 10 of us. Like if you're like 
when you used to be able to go out in public, it's like, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to have dinner? And like, I don't know. And they just always go, perhaps a small snack for the cat. <laughs> I have to say that to you. Yeah, you time. have to. You have I to call have to. me and say it. Say it now. Okay, say it right now. Perhaps a small snack for the cat. <laughs> Kim, put her own spin on it. Kim, I need more Robert Smigel out of yours. Give me more Triumph the Insult comic dog whenever you say it. Like a little oh more God. obnoxious. A little more obnoxious. I love Triumph so much. A little more obnoxious. Let's go. Let's Triumph do it again, said, Kim. Triumph said to me once. As arrows. Caroline, your career is colder than a, the balls of a dog on the Editorat. <laughs> what? Oh my God. You know what happened to me last night? What? So I go to buy Stella dog food. Mm-hmm. And this is a whole new world for me, dog people. Right. I'm a cat person. Yeah, she's In fact, out. I've pet the cat, the dog so much, the dog actually said, I am not a cat. <laughs> I, I love you. But I'm, I'm not, not a cat. cat. I'm not a cat. Please stop. I love that you pet, but the top of my head is numb. Okay? You have to. And you're holding me like I'm a human baby. I'm a dog. And I'm like, I don't know dogs. I've even had boyfriends That's say right. to me, you can you dogs. stop petting me, please? Because I'm always like, like a cat. You just pet all the time. So I'm in there and there's like a lot of people totally. Corona-ish. No, everyone's like, well, they're not. I mean, they're actually respect. But it's what cracks me up. Like there's a guy with a beard and he's got like his mask and then the beard and then these people who have it below their nose. I'm like, is that, are you doing like a little paper mustache? Pick it up and put it over your nose and save us. It's not that hard. Okay. It's not for your chin. It's not a hairband. It's not for your mouth. If this is showing, it's not working. It's not working. Okay. So I, I say to the woman, I go, what is the best treat to get a puppy? And she goes, she goes, Oh, this one right here. She goes, my dog nuzzles it. And she's, it'll, it'll take her about 20 minutes to get through that. She just loves them. And I go, okay, great. I'll have one of those. I go, <laughs> I go, uh, um, what are they made of? Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
with quality over quantity from concept to completion. Now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Bull penis. Hey there, I'm Dawn Lewis. And I'm David A. Arnold. Yes, I am Dawn Lewis. And I just popped by my sister girlfriend's Kim Whitley's house. And who did I find? Miss Sherry Shepard. And yep. they are doing their show. That's right. Two funny, funny mamas. mamas. And we came in here to just, I came to get some oatmeal. What's your name? I already introduced myself. No, you didn't. I did. He said okay. David Arnold. Why are you not? You, this is why. Pull your mask over your nose. Sherry is going to probably replace Kim with Dawn. <laughs> So look for that change. You can read my mind. <laughs> Two Funny Mamas, one of the hottest podcasts going right now. You guys need to check it out, download it, and tell your friends about it. And check it out. Two More people have popped by. Who probably. knows? I know. Never know who's going to pop by and what's going to happen. Two Funny Mamas. This is great. That's the two. One, two. two one, two. Funny Mamas. Put him on speaker. I'm a, David, look, we on the podcast. First of all, huh? first of all, first of all, you can't call me screaming on 20. <laughs> I need you to ease into this conversation. God damn. <laughs> David Arnold. David. Sherry Shepard. David. Hey, David, it's Sherry, Chris in St. Louis. It's okay, man. About yourself, okay? <laughs> David, we want to know, did you do the thing yet? Did you do Can it yet? Can we talk about it? She lost her mind. David did a surprise Wait, David, birthday. okay, wait a minute. Oh. You gotta let David, David, we, you on the podcast, so don't say nothing like you pulled out your ding ding. So let me, I so what happened? I was about to ask you to if your bras was off. <laughs> <laughs> you. Before you talk about wait. your birthday, we've told people you will give us some sex. What does Julie feel about that? Julie is fine with it. Because she know it ain't gonna last, but a good 13 minutes. <laughs> 13? Oh, you pushing it, David. 13 minutes? I, 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 I'm lying by 10 minutes, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so wait a minute. So tell us about the, when was the big birthday surprise? Last night. <gasps> what did you do? So Julie, okay. so Julie thought that we were going to a private bed and breakfast because, you know, the climate, everything shut down. You can't do nothing. So I was like, we can't be out in public. I got this little small space for us to be in where it's just going to be us, you know. So I pack a bag, yada, yada, yada. I packed a bag. You know, we came out here. I actually rented this this three-level house in Malibu here on the water. Ooh. And um, we have two friends that we don't get to see often, and we haven't seen them just because of the climate. One lives, a couple lives in North Carolina. One couple lives in Cleveland. Everybody, we got everybody COVID tested. Okay. Right? They flew out. Everybody's quarantined. They were all here when we got here. Oh. Right? So they're here in the house. The chef, I got a private chef to make dinner for us last night. Uh, my assistant, Naima, helped put everything together. Um, and everybody was in the house hiding. So when we came in the house. Wait, back up, back up. Don't jump to the house. When you pulled up to the house, she was like, this is a bed. Like, like okay, yeah, go ahead. She did, I mean, because it's one of, you know, these houses in Malibu, if you pull up to them on the street, it looks like on the street, it looks like a two small car, two right. small garages. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's not, it's very unassuming from the street. Okay. So when we pulled up, she was like, oh, she thought it looks like a little small quaint. Yeah. B 
bed and breakfast from okay. the street. But then when we came, we went through the gate and then we walked into the house. It's massive. And in the house, we got Banner. I got I got a whole bunch of her favorite flowers, cake. Oh. You know, all, we had I had and Hashem, my boy, who video he's a videographer. He filmed everything. Oh, oh good, like, good. Every so I, we caught everything. And oh, okay. So she came in and she was like, "Oh, this is gonna be nice," you know. What I mean, and then Fred and April and Chris and Dawn came from around the oh. corner and she lost it. Like she lost it, and I and I've never seen her respond to it. The last time I've seen her respond to this is like when I asked her to marry me. Wow! I've seen this kind of reaction from her. And so she, that's a damn shame. But go ahead. Yeah, not nah, yeah. I ain't got nothing. There, eighteen years, nothing. But, <laughs> you know, she came around the corner. She saw dinner being prepared. We're here in this house. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's each couple got their own level because it's a three level house. Everybody wow. got their own their rooms and stuff on different. Le- it's just it's just dope. Oh. great stuff. I showed her the video. I you know everybody watched the video. We did that after dinner, and it was you guys were hilarious. It was so great. It was just it was y'all were hilarious. She was screaming and crying and laughing. I got people from that she went to first grade with to send oh, videos David. to wish her birthday. It was incredible. It was it was really really because great. I, for the listeners, right. David made a video of everybody in Julie's life, and we got to say something to yes. to. We told Julie yeah. she should have left David. Her life it was hilarious because the last thing I do, Kim is screaming, "Cut the camera off!" And Sherry's like, "No, leave David." <laughs> and then it cuts off. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Oh god! It's so Are you gonna funny. play it the video for people? Uh, yeah. On social media. That yes, is. I will, I will. I will. I will play it. Well, he's gonna actually get the video, and he's going to. Uh, you know, Hashem, the, the videographer, uh-huh. he's going to cut all the stuff into it. That is so... We, we've been talking about you this whole podcast, and I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call him, and then I called you. I was, I'd have been mad you didn't answer the phone, because Sherry, you understand, David, Sherry, for the last two weeks, has been trying to say something about this on surprise and Julie and the birthday. I've had to punch her in her mouth. <laughs> so I was like, let's just Y'all call him. I, because I, it was, it was, it was, it was so, it was so great. You know, you, did you tell everybody that I called both of y'all to ask y'all if y'all had some Louis Vuitton purses okay, that y'all would use it? Yeah, so no, we, we did. No, wait, no, no, let's tell. So real quick, everybody, we got all these Louis Vuitton purses from Tom Jordan one yes. Valentine's Day. Cut to David calls us. Yes. And says, do you have any of them Louis Vuitton purses that you're not, you know, that you're not using that I could give to Julie for her birthday? What? There's there's no, don't get caught in an elevator. There's an elevator in this house. Oh, Oh, Lord, now you're being real. You're being real. She's riding up and down the elevator playing. That's how you know we ain't used to none of this. One of them is in there riding up and down the elevator. Oh, my gosh, I love it. So, wait. So, so we say we're not going to give you. I wanted to see if y'all would give me one of them purses. And I figured y'all each got 20 purses. I'm like, there's no way they can carry all this shit. There's no way. Somebody, there gotta be one of these purses sitting around not doing nothing. Both of y'all said the same thing to me. Why you don't get her her own new brand new purse? And I said, God damn. <laughs> so I broke down and I got her a Louis Vuitton and I got her a Chanel purse. I put the Chanel purse inside the Louis Vuitton. Yes. Oh. 
So tell us when you gave it to her, what happened? What happened? Can you explain to our listening and viewing audience what a COVID plan is? Sure. Why we should have one? Sure. Well, why we should have one is to really think about what's causing you stress and anxiety over this season that we're still in that we were told initially would only be a really short time and it's turned into a very, very long time. And a lot of people have um, stress and anxiety around COVID itself. So the question is, is why specifically are you stressed out about it? Uh, of course, about the randomness of being able to catch it, but then what's your biggest fear? Your biggest fear in some cases is what would happen to me or my family if I got COVID? Because most right. of us, heaven forbid, we're not likely going to die from it. I mean, there's, of course, the chance, which is tremendously scary. But for most people who who get COVID, and you two were battling on and on about, well, my, I got a paper that says I took the test. You, and, and Sherry, you're like, well, that doesn't say you don't have it. Everybody has concerns about it. It's so complicated. So what are you really worried about? Are you worried about what's going to happen to me? And if you're a mom or a mom, a single mom, especially, or if you're single by yourself, what's going to, what am I, how am I going to handle it? So pre-think, what's your strategy? It's like, we're always taught, what's your plan? If you have a fire in your house, you know, where are you going to go? What door are you going to use here? I'm not from LA. I live in LA. When you get here, you're like, what's your, what's your earthquake plan? So you have mm. a plan for those kinds of tragedies and, 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 um, so this obviously is one that we should have a plan for too. So being a single mom uh, with a nine-year-old, and let's just say that I would have my, um, say I got a, a positive uh, result. I don't know what's the first thing I would do. And I think that's what you're, you're, you're talking about, right? right. Like what, what, right. what's the plan? Who, because you can't, I think it's the loneliness or you have to sit by yourself. Like, do you have a room in your house? Like, what do we, what would you do? You mean like a plan like for quarantining and stuff How like that? How you gonna eat and who's gonna watch because you? Because most times you think, God forbid, if you get COVID, who's gonna wanna come over and help you? Nobody. Except your family. Okay, that's oh, a song, sorry. that's a song. <laughs> Nobody. Um, say, say, okay, sing the COVID part. And I'm, I'm not, in. just do it, you do it, and I'm coming to say, nobody. I okay, mean, if you day. get COVID <laughs> and you catch it, who's gonna come over and help you? Nobody. What's the well, it's like, you know, who's gonna feed you? You know, the, the backlash. Okay. Can we just be prepared for the backlash? Okay, sorry. <laughs> be prepared. I mean, but, it's just like, if you, it, it's, we need to think like STDs. You know, when you think of STD, nobody wants to have anything to do with you and you don't want to have anything to do with anybody else while are you're- Are you talking about for a friend? <laughs> For a friend, if a friend were to have a we situation. We're quarantine. We're single. We're you don't want to put STDs, STDs on us. On us. Yeah. That's the trailer yeah, Chris you, will make. Yeah, you something else. Yeah, you yeah. like a... Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Like, that was like loaded. Leprosy. Leprosy, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you said leprosy. 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 If you had <laughs> leprosy. Michelle Mary. Yeah, you know, Michelle's married. You're going to throw some STD and allergy What's the name? So I married an axe murderer. Okay, yeah, I got to see this. I got to see this. Oh, my God. Would you like me to bring you some edibles for the viewing? No, because your edibles are dangerous. You know, I overdosed on my own edible about a week ago. What? 
Well, I what? ate this little water. I, uh, there was a one, one, uh, I got a bag of goodies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For stressful time. So I yeah. had a, a edibles for stressful time. I, I had a bag of uh, uh, these watermelon um, edibles that was dipped in sugar. You know, you remember the gum, you know, like a gummy worm that's dipped in sugar? Yes, yes. Okay, so just imagine a round gummy worm dipped in sugar. So I ate it as watermelon. It was the first time I had had that particular brand. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that I, I thought I thought I was gonna have to go to the doctor. I thought I had narcolepsy for four days. I was like, what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How strong? Was it from a store well, or was it handmade? That's it was, so I don't do the handmade like Hope Flood you make. I don't do. Yeah, because you handmade. will. Was, okay. No, and I don't do. Uh, no, and I, I uh, well, what happened? I didn't really read the package. Oh, okay. And it had many, many more milligrams than what I really supposed to had had. I think I supposed to had ate that in half. Oh, four days. Yeah, that's a dangerous situation um, uh, for the edibles. Is it legal in St. Louis, Chris? I think that we just got we just got like some kind of medical exemption where you can do that. But they they did make a recreational something across like so Illinois is five minutes from here, right? Like it's a different state, but it's super close. They did it last year, and there were lines and all that stuff. But yeah, I think the medical stuff in Missouri is kind of going forward now. Do you get down on that, Kim? You've been out in California a while. Yeah, but I, I'm not good. I I, I will take. Kim don't smoke no weed. She don't do nothing. I'm the one who do all the drugs. That's me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm not. I'm a. I'm a winkling. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good. It'd have been. It'd but I. But, but we've been threatening the slider one. Kim, you didn't get no edible at my birthday party that time when I gave everybody one when they came in the door. I told you we're gonna talk about it off the air. <laughs> Linnell, let's. Who comes to a birthday party like that? If Kim's there, I bet there's a pretty big, uh, pretty big roster of stars. Uh, yeah, her, birthday, her, her birthday parties. You, you are tell epic. them, Kim. You tell them. Yeah, you her birthday parties are epic. Like if she sends you an invitation, it is a must go. It's like the Essence Festival. If Lunell gives ah. you, ah. you got to be there. I mean, it's it's not only star studded. But the fun, it's just the music and there's drinks and friends and laughter and comics and R&B singers and edibles and R&B singers and stars and edibles. And edibles. And, <laughs> and uh, fun. It was just, you know, it's fun. And Lunell goes off every birthday party. She will cuss somebody out. If you sit at her family's table, Oh boy. And they ain't got no room. Oh, Lunell be off the chain. Um, but it'd be late into the night. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll start off that way. It'll when everything done kicked in. <laughs> and since it's so organic and we have fun, you've been so honest. I feel like I need to share something with you that I've been hiding. I I I didn't want you to know. <laughs> I didn't want you to know this. Because the but while you were talking, because I didn't want you to see me eat another ginger snap. I broke them up in itty bitty pieces <laughs> and I was sneaking them ever so slightly 
in my mouth while you were talking. Damn it, Kim. <laughs> she, she done broke them down into one-fourth points. <laughs> a quarter point now. <laughs> because I felt like if he sees me grab another whole ginger snap, he's going to call the people. He's going to call the WW people. Kim, this means Kim, this means Kim can cheat. That's what that tells me. Yes, that's, that's she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, she's fantastic. I do know that how was, to cheat, but would I? I would that, never cheat yes. on you, Chris. Thank you, Kim. All right, all right. So, you know, we, we're talking about working out. I want y'all yes. to know I put my money where my mouth is. And I finally went and invested in a bike. You know, the bike everybody been talking about. That the Peloton. You get on there, you ride with everybody. Yeah, they got the they got the trainers. You zoom them in or whatever it is. Zoom yeah, in on the TV screen. Everybody get it. That's like the new thing. Well, mm. I didn't quite get the Peloton. Yeah, I got me a Meloton. What is a melaton? <laughs> Sherry, wow. wait, wait, wait. Did you, do you guys have Alexa? Do we need to bring out Alexa for the? Are you sure? Alexa. No, no, no. You ain't going to find it. You ain't going to find it. What is a melaton? I named it because it looked like kind of Peloton-ish. I, I Where did you get it from? I was in the Goodwill today. You got a, a bike from the Goodwill? Listen, listen. A Peloton costs about $3,000. Oh, my gosh. Is this the bike right here? Look at that bike right there. It looks good. That's $40. Where's the TV screen? Well, there's a screen on there, but I'm, I'm just going to take my phone, put the Wait. Peloton app. What is he going to have, have Andre hook up a, a dial-up connection to it? How does this work? You're going to put the Peloton app. What, I don't even see the there's thing. No Where's power the cord at? Yeah, no, there's, oh, there's Where's the no, power cord? There's no, there's no, there's no there's, it, it runs on batteries. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry? Do they even make batteries anymore? This is what Kim doesn't do, and I will say this. When I lose weight, I make videos of me dancing sexy. I'm proud of it. I do it. Kim loses weight. She becomes Prudy McPrude. I don't understand <laughs> what. <laughs> Nothing so to hide I behind. With healthy wage. Like if you wanna if you wanna lose weight and, and, and win money, go to healthywage.com uh, slash Sherry. And then Kim is with WW. So Kim has lost 30 pounds. So I'm like, take like me, I wanna take the pictures with Andre. Like, but like we talked about when Andre, the only downfall, Andre go to take a picture of your booty, then you might feel him kissing your booty. Right, that so is that, the problem. You know, that's I was a lot was. younger then. I'm more reserved. Seeing an ass right there when I was younger, like, hey, <laughs> But then again, with COVID, it might knock again. Right? <laughs> I want to be professional, but give me, I, Give me a break. And stay on camera when you talk. And you talk about my audition? Jesus. <laughs> so, so Kim, I say to Kim, like, I liked, and I like to send her the videos. I like to pose in sexy positions and send Kim the videos. And she sends them. And I send her, often. I send them often. So I like, do, I like dancing to sexy music. And I'll send Kim the video because I ain't got nobody else to send it to. And then I guess I'm supposed to approve it, circle <laughs> in red, and send it back. <laughs> so, but so I said, Kim, make some videos. You lost thirty pounds. Like you got a great body. Make the videos. They're so. The See, only Chris, reason this is something that only women can do. Because I guarantee, yo, man, I lost five pounds. Check this video. <laughs> Do you know what I would do? I'd be like, get bent, dude. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> no thanks. Because you ain't never seen no 
Right, yeah. Hey guys, I dropped 30 pounds. Check out these moves. <laughs> <laughs> I took a Viagra, watch me whirly bird. <laughs> 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 feeling oh feeling well, in shape. Here comes the helicopter. Let's go, guys. All right. This is something that we do. I took a picture with no clothes on with some hot pink heels, remember? What? The hot pink heels and I and I had a teacup. You mean the one with your butt? Yeah. Oh, that the, was a good one. But who I was leaning picture? over the counter. Who took that picture? Because it was your butt. I set the camera I set the camera up on the counter behind me. Uh-huh. And I didn't have any clothes on and I bent over and I had like a teacup. But I had on hot pink stiletto heels. But I'm gonna ask again, Kim. Kim. You can bend over and snap the camera no, no, no. at the same time. Right? Was, no, it was. How do you do that? No, you reach no. back. And it was like the. Let me, <laughs> let me push the button. Oh my God. I think it was that masseuse with no table. <laughs> <laughs> he came I, back. I, I, Picture, but I did. I, I swear to God, nobody took that picture. Okay. It was just me. I don't know how. Maybe I did it from behind with a mirror. I don't know, oh, but no. I did. Oh, but it was an amazing picture. It, it was, was amazing. Great. That was, and I sent it to everybody. And everybody was like, "Stop sending me these pictures." I didn't send it to you. I sent it to my girlfriend. We sick of her. Stop sending these pictures. I don't want to see this. I you put clothes every on next time. Part of her body. Yeah, you should. But it's good. You're very proud of your body. I, I don't think anyone's ever seen my body. I don't even do it with lights on. Never have. Oh, I see. The lights need to be on. I want to see your face. Oh, no. I want to see your body. I, I want to see your see muscles. Me. I want to see your eye. Lights on. Who does with the lights on? Put my hand in. Lights on. Andre, no, lights no, on. No lights on. Chris? You lights on, Chris, or lights off? Obviously, lights off. I mean, you, you, have, oh, to go, you have to go lights it. off. Why? Dr. Michael Obang said he would fly. This is Dr. Michael Obang. He said he would fly Tessica out to his office. He put her under, operated on her, and put he he researched the products that would break down the glue. Oh. And and this is what I love. This is what I love about this he black man. Chemist or something. Yes, he mm-hmm. he's some kind of chemist. So he went through. She didn't lose any of her hair. Right, because I was gonna say he went through he every strand. He must have strand. a black wife. He wasn't gonna... no, He's a black man. He got a black mama. He said they can't lose their hair. This black man knew you cannot lose your black women. Don't want. We don't want to lose a baby hair. We don't want to lose an edge. We don't want to lose nothing. So he went through each strand of her hair and got the glue oh. out, and she didn't lose any of her hair. This is him. And no, that's when they were putting the acetone and water on her hair. Oh. So I'm not that saying was at that, another place, that was at the emergency, yeah. the ER. And they let her go because they said this was too much liability. So they let her go. So this doctor, can we show what Tessica looks like now? Wow. So Tessica, he found the chemicals that He found would, the chemicals. He researched the chemicals. Would break it this down. is her hair. She's a pretty girl. Wow. Albeit a little bit older than what we thought without the, the contact lenses and, the and a long ponytail. And the lashes, yeah. but she got, she kept all of her hair, and he knew Good she's a black woman. She won her hair. Wow. So, t- what do y'all think about this? Now that I've explained what this whole gorilla glue thing is, Andre, what do you think? Uh, she needs to read because <laughs> you should know not to put glue in your head. No, but this is what I know. think happened, Andre. We just showed gorilla glue. snot, gorilla snot with gorilla the gorilla glue, on there yeah. is for your hair. Gots to be glue is for your hair. And I think it goes. This woman, I think she, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this and let you talk. I think she might have thought gorilla glue 
from Gossipy Glue, Gorilla Snot, was probably the same thing. That's what I think she might have thought that it, even though, and I don't think she read it. I, I think there's another conversation here. The fact that she felt the need to have to slick her hair down and have a long ponytail. Why you don't look up at the camera? Cause I think he high. I don't tell you. You don't never look at the camera when you're talking. I think there's another it's a podcast. Another issue here at hand that we need to address. The fact that sisters feel the need to slick their hair down but to assimilate and have a ponytail all down her back. If she didn't need that, her hair would have never got stuck. You is one you don't you like natural hair on a woman like Siobhan's hair. You love Siobhan's hair. That's why he Siobhan, keep it, that's why he keep hitting on Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> when he's he, Andre, I, like this is the only time Andre would touch me. I'll be washing the dishes at my house, and if I got my real hair on the ponytail, I'll just do this. <laughs> just a hair. I'm like, what the hell? And he'll go, why don't you wear your own hair? I don't want to. Too much work. It's too. It, yeah, it's just it's, too, it's just easy to put a wig on. But Andre, you like that work. You you sign up for three hours in that. Day. Not every day. Okay. You do it for three hours, it lasts for three years. <laughs> you go, I'll be it. She loses a couple braids. Right. If you look up, it might be a couple braids lying at her feet. But, but uh, I know you said it's a bigger issue because that's the thing I looked at too. She got the light contacts. Yes. Those big old eyelashes. And you also, men don't like those big old eyelashes. I don't care what spider women, we, those big spider eyelashes. She, she never closed her eyes the whole time she was talking. She was like, I put that in my hair and then I couldn't get it out. And then her eyes never close. Pretty lady. Wow. She's very pretty, Tessica is. What do you think, Siobhan? Uh, I'm like, Andre, I don't think she read, but, you know, I think there was a misperception with Gorilla, Gorilla, Gorilla. She may have been in a rush. She put it on. I'm just mad that, you know, she got a lot of money out of okay, it. Okay, so oh, this is it. She has money. a GoFundMe account, which as of as of now, is tw she was trying to raise $1,500. She has $23,000 in her GoFundMe account. Did she say what it was for, what she was trying to get the GoFundMe account for? Trying to find someone initially uh, to, help, to help her get the stuff out of her hair. Yeah. And but she now, got it done for free. And the, the, the plastic surgeon, Dr. Obang, did it for free. So she's got 23,000. Uh, um, there's also, an update. Now, Have you heard the update? What's the update? This is what TMZ says. I don't know how much we're gonna trust that, but it sounds like a good story. Gorilla Glue Girl, Tessica Brown, donating $20,000 from GoFundMe Hall to reconstructive surgery organization. Oh, wow. oh that's nice. Okay, Kim, that's not a man thing. That's you when you fell and your lip is busted up. What I was saying was nobody. <laughs> oh my gosh, you look horrible. Oh my gosh, you look horrible. This is what I try it now. Maybe they'll do. You can do a GoFundMe now. I came home from the hospital. And nobody sent me nothing. Wasn't no surgeon trying to fly me nowhere. Ain't nobody helped me. I did get a lot of followers. A lot of so followers. people don't know why your face looks like Kim's face. If you're listening to us, she she fell, did, she fell in a hole. She was at the what do you call it? Plant shop, uh, nursery. nursery. She was at the nursery looking for some plants, and there was a hole in the in the ground at the nursery, and they didn't put those little cones around it. So Kim, you know she's distracted and got ADD. She wasn't looking down, and she stepped in the hole and tripped and fell and hit her head on the on the cement pavement, and she busted her nose. See my head right there, bam! She, bust, right there. she banged her head, busted her nose, busted that open, busted her lip open, and her. Mm -hmm. So this picture is her looking horrific, like she got beat up in the worst way. She didn't talk to me for mm. a week because I said. 
She looked like a baboon booty. <laughs> is that what you said you to say her? That. You said she looked like a baboon booty. And I lost booty. work and everything. Yeah, you came to my head. I still got and the And she job. put the picture out on Instagram, and I was like, please take that down. But Chris, I want you to ask Monique a question. How much, how much space did you give somebody from their past? Meaning in terms of what? I need more when you can When you can accept it. Are they still talking to an ex? Did they do something... <gasps> Did they do something wrong five years ago? Did they treat somebody bad? Like, how much space should a normal, average person... Because, honestly, I think a lot of people tank um, relationships, and it, it could be their own in, internal thing, but a lot of people don't always get... Uh, some people don't deserve it, but some people should maybe get some space from the past. That's a good question, because people do change. Like, for instance, if you're dating a man and you found out in his previous marriage there was infidelity or um, you know certain things like that. People do change. People do learn from their mistakes. And you have to get context to it, talk to them about the concerns and things like that. There, there are certain things that are deal breakers. If someone was abusive or something like that, stay away. But I do believe that people have the power to change just like we do like we've all made mistakes in our past all of us ladies that we wish we would have done differently and we've grown from that so i do believe that people can change you have to be open to that but you also have to have really meaningful conversations with them to fully make sure that they are a changed person and when you have the conversation and you choose to move forward with it don't throw it in their face later if you move forward you move forward and you keep it moving a tributary so, or yeah, a tributary or an aside from that. What uh, what do you think when people have good relationships with their I guess exes? Is that a good thing or oh, do you kind of squint, squint your eyes a little? Let me Kim talks to all of her exes. I think it's a good thing. I as long as, as long as there's no neg like it's pretty obvious whenever somebody's hanging around, hanging around. Right. For me personally. If you don't have kids with someone, I don't need you talking to them on the regular basis. I certainly Not don't need you talking to them about us. It's one thing if you're cool with your ex mm, and you point. guys know each other, it's very, you know, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You guys are cordial. That's fine. But I don't need you to be all super duper close with an ex that you don't have kids with. I just don't see the need for that. That's a good, that's a good answer. But what if you're really good friends with them? You know, y'all might not have been good romantically. But you're good friends. And and before I got, and I'm just using me, before you came into my life, like this was a person who was just a really great friend. And we just hung out and we talked. I'm now supposed to give up him as, or there's some men who say to me, all of them uh, friends you got, I got a lot of friends who would do it, like a, a David Arnold, a, you know, a, this but one. But you never slept with them. I've never slept with them, but they like, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with you talking to all of these men. Oh, As no. I probably wouldn't be if he was talking to a bunch of girls. How, how you oh, feel about no, that? I'm a different kind of girl. See, you don't care. No. You don't care. If they friends, because mm -hmm. you know they have to come over here and watch Joshua. Jim is always about can they, they watch Joshua? I don't care if you was involved with threesomes. Can the other two come oh, over God. and watch Joshua? and one cook and one cook? <laughs> what do you, how you feel about that? So okay, have if you, it's ex-boyfriend or ex like an ex-girlfriend that you had a that you were in a relationship with I still feel like you don't need to be talking to them on the regular basis especially once you're in a relationship when you're single and you don't you're not in a relationship it's very different but when you get in a relationship why do you feel the need to talk to an ex that much I'm not saying cut them out completely but it shouldn't be a regular 
conversation. I'm not talking about guys who you're friends with, like guy friends, whatever, you know, say friends with or girls that you were really friends with. Fine. That's cool. But an ex, if you don't have, the rule is if you don't have kids together or a business together. So what I'm just saying is it's, it's, it's the, the nervousness for me of, will he be able a man outside of my race, will he be able to relate to when I take him to my house and my family ignorant and they loud and they, you know, like that, like gives me agita. Right. It gives right. you what? Agita. You can't just say gives me anxiety. If I date a Jewish man, I need to be able to so throw what? some lingo right. Did you say Ajana? Like that, Ajana. That sounds like your cousin's name. Ajana, <laughs> come on downstairs, girl. Can we focus on more? Okay, so have. let's talk about this because this is important. And I think this is super important because I am a lot like you, Sherry. I love my black men. I love the way they smell. I just, oof, I love yes. black men. Okay. And for me, I know that is important to me. Okay. For me, that is a non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable. So, and I'm, I'm aware of that and I'm okay with that. And for certain people, they're open to dating. So if you happen to meet someone outside of your race, that you are attracted to, that treats you well, that you just, you're like, man, I can't believe this. I've never really dated outside my race, but this guy is different. That's one thing, okay? But it's another thing when you go outside of your race because you think they're gonna treat you better or you think it's gonna be easier because there are fools and clowns in every single race out there, okay? I, I talk to my Asian girlfriends, my white girlfriends, they dealing with dating issues among that. So as long as you, if you decide to date outside of your race, you're doing it for the reason that you simply fell in love with someone and it just happened versus going out there actively looking because you think it's going to be easier. Remember Whacked Out Wednesdays uh, had on Lancashire? Did you and Buddy? Yeah, with me and Buddy Lewis. You came out there one time. I yeah. think that's the first time oh, I met yeah. you. I met you at, 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 at the guys club. club. Yeah, yeah, he would come out. Because I was like, that's me. I love comedy. comedy. I was comedy starstruck. Music, right. You say what? Comedy and music. Comedy and music. Comedy yeah. Because yeah. I remember you used to always come through Evan Lionel's room up in mm -hmm. Reseda. And we did mm -hmm. your birthday party. I was telling Kim right. the story. And I did your I, I did your birthday party and I came off stage and you ran up to me and put the biggest kiss on me to my you funny as hell. And he was like, Mwah! and I said, I just kissed every heifer in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss Mr. He just went, I came off stage because I had a really good set and he ran up to me. It was his birthday show that Evan uh, had put together. And I came off stage and Marcus ran up to me and he was like, oh my God, you're so funny. He was like, Mwah! and I was like, yeah. I just kissed every woman in the room. Okay. He never ran up and kissed me. He ain't ran up and hugged Evan me. Evan went off stage and talked about it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Evan was like, Koki, you all right? I was like, I'm not okay. <laughs> Oh my God, Shamar Moore did that to me. What you saying, that liquor, that liquor was talking, man. That liquor was talking. Man, it was wet too. It was so wet. It was a wet. It was wet, girl. It was like, oh, I was just like, okay, Marcus, <laughs> nasty. Oh. 
Oh, I'm kissing strangers. Uh, Evan was like, you all right, Coke? I said, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, that was oh so my cool. God. Oh, I love you. I'm sorry. The liquor, the liquor got the best of me. I'm sorry. I know, brother. It was all love. You know, I had to go in the bathroom and get some tissue. Like, okay, Mr. Marcus, kiss me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have wiped it off. I want to show y'all something weird. Okay. So look right here. Do y'all see that eyebrow? Yes, kind of not straight. No, no. Do you see the crunchy stuff in it? Ew. No. I don't see it. What kind of work you doing in New Mexico? <laughs> oh, yeah, I see it. What is see it? Wash your face, Joshua. No. <laughs> Thank you, Siobhan. Okay, we see it. All right, that's enough. Oh, sorry, sorry. We see it. What is that? So I got my eyebrows microbladed a week ago. Okay. So it's a week and a day. So she said, you can't let any water touch it for a week. But now it's been a week and a day. And it might be a week and two days. So I looked at her little aftercare stuff and she said, you can put water on it. So no ointment. So this is the skin, I guess. But I can't pull it off because then it'll pull off the, it's like a tattoo. I don't know. But I got to go film on Friday. What am I going to say? Uh, don't mind the dandruff in my eyebrow. Eye dandruff. <laughs> Sherry. This Just is leave it, baby. It'll fall off. But will it fall off by, should I brush it? No. 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 Uh -uh. Just leave it. it. Just leave it. They can work around it. They just press around it, but not on it. Just press around. No, 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 no. There's <laughs> chunks. There's <laughs> chunks of skin in there or something. Leave it alone. Have you, yeah, leave it. has the rest of your body washed in that week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn, Chris. I gotta I can, know. I can wash my face like this. Look, look, look. This is how you wash your face. <laughs> and then you go like this with a rag. <laughs> How's the water go? How's the water go? That's not how I wash my face. That is a scare. Me either. That's not how I wash my face. How do you wash your face, Siobhan? How are you washing? Y'all don't wash your face like that? No, Siobhan, you're kidding. Show us how you wash your face, Siobhan. I thought everybody washed your face. Actually, well, first of all, if it's in the shower, it's different from when it's in the sink. So if it's right. in the sink, I take a wonderful warm wash rag and I continue to wash it and then I would proceed to dry it. If it's in the shower, then you splash the water. So, so, so use how do you rinse it in the sink? You know, what do you mean how you rinse it? I put all of my stuff on first, my face, my face wash, get it all lavendered up, and then I continue to rinse my rag in and out and wash it versus splatting oh, water use everywhere. That's wow, not you use my, a washcloth. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. How do you do your? How do you wash your face, Chris? Now you want me to say I don't have any rags in my bathroom. I'm not gonna. I'm not falling for that. Not for a minute. I've got a a loofah, dude loofah. Yeah, for my face. You loofah your face? Get it all off. That's good. He, ex he exfoliates. He exfoliates I, every day. That's good, Chris. I don't know if that's yeah. good. Hey, I've got Twitter. I peek in on Black Twitter, and this is not. No, no, no. <laughs> White people. Two things. White people do have uh, tools to bathe with, and we do wash Ooh. our legs. We do wash our legs. I read a thing. <laughs> tell me this. I read a thing that said white people don't scrub their legs. They just let the, the suds clean it. <laughs> <laughs>
That was what? the funniest thing I think I'd ever watched. Did you all think that about me? No, that's how I wash no. my legs. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to tell you what else happens on here with people, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> I let the suds run down there. It's fine. Down where? Down my legs. Who going to go down there and scrub? Just let the suds get down there. <laughs> God bless you, because that's the last place I want a man to take me to Vegas, because you know he's going to take you to Circus Circus. Well, no, then let me say this. It all depends, Sherry, because I love Celine Dion. So if you were taking me to see Celine Dion in Vegas, that would be fantastic to me. Or if you were taking me to see... the men down under. He wasn't... No! No! No, it would have to be a good show. It would have to be a good show. I know a couple of the guys. They'll get us in. (laughs) <laughs> that's bad oh gosh my dream is to go to Morocco I was you know I'm probably going to end up going with my girlfriends did you all get an invite to Morocco did get an invite to Morocco by uh, Tom Joyner he said you mm-hmm. gotta go. what are you doing coffee and cuss words and chaos what are you doing back there what are you doing <laughs> that's as close as she gonna get to twerking <laughs> Like in the back of the room, but you back, you know, you know that uh, in the movie It and the clown was bouncing back and forth, bouncing back and forth. That's what you look like. Like, I don't, are you doing something? That's a front. You keep going, you throw that back out and can't go to work. You gotta work for Friday. Yeah. I sat down. I sat down. What? I don't need to prove nothing. Oh, gosh. Why are you rocking back and forth? You Because I don't have no light. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is how Gary would throw shade at me. I, so my, my crush was Michael B. Jordan. Because in our minds, every woman mind, we think that Michael B. Jordan would turn around, look at us, and go, I want to take you away. It's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. I was crushing on him. He's with Lori Harvey. So my new crush is Trevor Noah. Because Trevor Noah who is the host of The Daily Show, right, Chris? The Daily Show? Yep, Trevor Noah, yep. Trevor Noah, and he and Minka Kelly broke up. So I was very happy. We were reporting this news, and I said, he's my new crush. He bought a $27.5 million home, and I said, Damn. I would like to put in a bid for Trevor Noah. And Gary, what did you say to me? I said, well, honey, he, he, evidently he likes girls that look like Kim Kardashian, first of all, because that's what Miss Minka looked like. But I told Sherry, she could always be the help. So, you know. Mm-hmm, so she, mm-hmm, <laughs> has, has the help he ever had a, a network? <laughs> he said it was such love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she could be the help, honey, and, you know, do things that the, the, the wife wouldn't want to do, which is everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In, pa- in the past, the help can have children with the uh, with the man in the house. Too. Yeah. yeah, you remember mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes, honey. On the guy and, with the and baby. What was the name? So tell me something. How did you start in this business? Girl, I started in radio, bitch, by calling in the radio station. I moved to Dallas in 1989. Called the radio station Russ Parr. I don't know what I told him on the air, but honey, he liked it, and I kept on calling every damn day. Until eventually, honey, like when Russ would go out on remotes, I would go meet him out on remotes. Him and Alfredas, and I would go meet them out on the remotes, girl, and honey, he would pay me $20, girl. And sometimes he would give me tickets to the event. And I um, I just started doing, I did that, and then eventually I said, okay, Russ, I'm tired of this. I want to get on, I want to get hired by the radio station. 
So he said, well, apply. So I applied at the radio station and they hired me. They gave me a job. I was an associate producer. Okay. And what did that entail, bitch? I was the telephone operator. People were calling, <laughs> I want to request Lil Wayne. <laughs> bitch, I would write Lil Wayne down. That was the associate producer, baby. So I did that for a while, but I was happy, honey, because in the meantime, I was in the medical field because I was going to school to be an RN. My mama wanted me to be a nurse. So I was going to school to be an RN. So I was doing radio, playing with that, and working in the medical field. So eventually, after that happened, after, uh, with um, associate producer, I'll never forget, I went to Cancun for a vacation. Came back, bitch, the station was gone. They had to flipped it over, honey. It was no longer hip hop, honey. So I. Um, <laughs> Hung around and I got hired, honey, as a, um, in the, uh, the promotions department. So I worked the promotions for a little while. You to get, you know, drive up and down the street, honey, in the van, giving out prizes. And then along came a man named Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey came to Dallas. He was working in L.A. and in Dallas. So um, when he would come to the station, I would just sit down and go in the studio and talk shit to him. So eventually, Steve gave me a job, honey. He hired me as a hor- I was doing the horoscopes. Because um, he didn't want me to do celebrity gossip because, you know, he was a celebrity. He wanted to talk about his colleagues. So I did the horoscopes. And he changed my name from Gary to Drew because his producer name was Gary. He was white. So they called him White Gary and they called me Gay Gary. So I did that. <laughs> so, so I worked with him. I did the, um, the um, uh, horoscopes. And then Steve stayed for a little while and he left. So he had a party at the um, Playboy Mansion in Beverly Hills. So he flew me down to the Playboy Mansion to his party and stuff. And then there was a guy named Ricky Smiley. So then Ricky Smiley, I met Ricky Smiley. He came to Dallas, he took over this thing. So I was doing radio at the time, but um, um, the program director, he didn't want me to work on the radio. So I got hired as Ricky's uh, um, assistant. So I worked as his assistant for what, eight years. And um, I told him, I said, Ricky, you know I do radio, which you know I did, cause Steve had already told him. But nevertheless, they let me, um, the program director say, well, We'll let him do radio, but he's going to do it one day a week. So I did um, radio. They let me do the gossip one day a week. Well, I'm like, okay. His Ricky manager said, Gary, do that shit as if it's going to be a year. Work hard at it. So I did it for one day a week. Then I took two days a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Then I did it from Monday, Wednesdays to Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Then cause the gossip was so good, bitch, they had to put it on every day during the week. It was so great. They said, well, we can't do it one time a week. They started doing it twice a week. Uh, twice a day, every day during the week. And it got even better, so they started doing it three times a day, every day during the week. And that's wow. my radio. And I went to school too. Now I went to school, I, um, I, I stopped going to nursing school, so I went to broadcasting school and I got my license in broadcasting, which nobody really needed that, but I got it for me because I wanted it for me because I don't want to be working with somebody when they doing shop talk and my ass looking crazy and I know what they're talking about. So I got my license in radio, and after I got the license, I said, well, honey, you got two strikes against you, black and gay, so bitch, go get your degree. So I deferred that loan, and we got my bachelor's degree in business management, honey, and here I is today. Wow, Gary. So that's, you know, and other shit along the way, but that's basically, you know, how it wins, and you know, so that's how I started doing it. So So I love because you were on a pathway to doing one thing, and you went to doing a different thing, which is really, uh, am I correct to say this is your passion? 
Yep, you know, and I love if radio ended today, honey. I'm going back to nursing, honey, because I love nursing and what have you. I, I love what I do, and I loved it a lot. I mean, my dad was a mortician, and I like well, I didn't want to do that, so I wound up, you know, going to school for nursing. But I really loved it a lot. But I love radio and TV as well. But honey, it could be something, though, bitch, honey. You on the outside looking in, everything looks glamorous, but boo boo, it's not. So it's not at all, honey. I will say I, that. What but would you say good. to people? Because that's an entry point. It's an interesting point. We always say, I think people who are not celebrities or in the business get tired of us going, it's not what it seems. Because they like, well, mm-hmm. bitch, give me a chance to say it's exactly. not what it seems. Exactly. So the listeners, I want you to know, she was on Kelly Clarkson and she got on this little skimpy outfit and she's doing a pole dance. She was teaching Kelly Clarkson how to pole dance. All right. So, you All know, right. There, there it is. Oh my God! So that was uh, what that was. Uh, enough about Sherry. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start burning candles. Bring the fat Sherry back. Bring the fat Sherry back. Doing all kinds of seances. Seances. <laughs> Donuts, that's donuts, what it is. Donuts, donuts. she just doesn't eat. She really does wow. not eat. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's, that's a good mindset when you ain't hungry. Okay. But when it come back on, you come back on, you're something serious. Yes, you like yes. 18 racks of ribs. Okay, no. You understand? It was back on me this weekend. It's already been, I done gained five pounds. I done probably gained seven pounds. I wouldn't get on the scale anymore. But I can still fit the clothes. But I gotta, so today I've been drinking my water. I'm gonna get on that elliptical over there. Because I will not be able to live with Sherry. <laughs> this is the thing. No, no, the magnet. The people that believe the magnet sticks to your body. I'm like, Lord, I was like, come mm, on, come stop. On. A magnet, really? And I tell people, I said, so you telling me that the world is going to vaccinate all of the doctors in the world? Mm-hmm. They go first. Mm-hmm. All the world leaders, but it definitely the medical staff right. who can take care of the people. Right. So we gonna kill all the medical staff. Right. So we all just sitting there talking about, damn, what do we do now? Yeah, we can't even dead. cure it. All yeah. the doctors did, all the, the nurses, nurses did. did. They were like, uh, they were giving them a different shot. I said, shut up. Shut up. And no one got time to be like, oh, a different shot. But how can a magnet that all the prick in your arm? You don't even know you've been pricked it's so fast. How's this prick creating a magnet in your arm? A prick. Yeah, I, but, <laughs> hey, somebody, please make it we're make gonna look back on this, you know. Yeah. We were, but you know, we done had craziness. Remember, um, Y2K? Yeah, oh, man. and lipstick and batteries and yeah, wait, shit. Hold up, talk about the way the world, we everything. Was part of that. My parents had so many dry beans, <laughs> and ba- my daddy still got the thing of batteries. <laughs> everything because Y2K yeah. was gonna fuck everything. And we <laughs> run that with, with COVID, everybody going to get toilet paper. Yeah, why did we, why did we think we was running out of toilet? My friend has so much damn toilet paper in her house, she had something left over in the trunk because she couldn't take it in the house because she filled the damn house up with toilet. I said, This is why. We out of toilet paper because y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> you, know, paper. you know what I said? I said, what is wrong with y'all? I said, do you know what they did back in the day when they didn't have toilet paper? They used a rag. I said, if you run out of toilet paper, you got plenty of dish rags. They gonna want out of water. Wash that and wipe your ass. You can wipe your ass with anything. One anything. time, me and my best mm-hmm. friend got drunk in college, and we called ourselves peeing up against a tree. Right, we was laughing so hard we was drunk. Why them poop right outside? Uh, Why grab a leaf <laughs> on the ground and wipe my ass with a leaf? Leaves work, y'all. Everything works. Everything works. 
You grabbed the lid. Did you just tell that on the podcast? I'm sorry. I was, I was, that's, we didn't drop anything, anything though. You, but a leaf is crunchy, didn't it? Scratch I grabbed a bro. handful of leaves. Oh, <laughs> I didn't grab one leaf. She said it broke through my finger or some shit. Oh. I had a handful of leaves. But when you're drunk, everything works. Mm. And, and oh, see what happened, we God. were drunk and we were laughing. So when you're drunk and laughing, you don't have no control over nothing. Right, that is true. So I was, so I was leave. like, oh hell, that, that's no. true. I sure did. They worried about toilet paper. Oh, the toilet paper. Get one of them leaves outside. That's all you got to do. They ain't worried about food. You worried about toilet paper. You got trees everywhere. Look at all this toilet paper you got. All this trees toilet paper. everywhere. Free toilet paper. Free toilet paper. You got to be resourceful. Yes. That is insane, y'all. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, that's world problems. Uh, that's funny. I love. Yeah, I like to end on poop story. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We still talk. Like he'll call and check on me. I appreciate that instead of him, because another man would have been like, "Well, let me go ahead and fake it and get have sex with her," because some men do that, you know. Well, I think also they do. I had. A I young love that guy. I love, I, I love him. What sign was he? He's a Jamaican, so. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's different. You're right. That's the Gemini and Aquarius. You know, Jamaican. That was funny. So, anyway, I'm going to finish up Russell because you got to come. So, he gives me his phone number. This is the weekend before he met Katy Perry at the Grammys. Okay. So, he gives me his phone number. He calls me. He's doing a stand up show. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, with a stand-up. He's doing a stand-up show and he invites me to the stand-up show and he says, I want to see you afterwards. And I'm like, yes. Well, what so, do you mean yes? You had no interest in him five minutes ago. Because I was in New York. I was like lonely. I didn't have nobody, have any friends. I was like, you know, it was just very cool. I, you know, and I thought it was cute. I really did. Okay. And okay. um, and this was, it was like a, a couple days. And so what happened was, um, so I was going to go to his show and he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you home afterwards. So my girlfriend, and I'm going to just call her my beautiful girlfriend. She works with a uh, camp. Her name is Erlene, but I'm going to, for purposes of uh, the, the truncating it, I'm going to call her cock blocker. So no. cock blocker. That is so Erlene. Me... <laughs> you know, you know, Erlene's big Christian. Erlene's big Christian. So Erlene was working with me at the time. And so I said, I'm going to go out. And she's like, well, where are you going? I said, I'm going to see Russell Brand do stand-up. And she's like, when are you going to be back? I don't know when I'm going to be back, Erlene. I'm going to be back. So Erlene insists on riding with me. So we go to Russell's show. There's seats for me. Russell's on stage killing it. Looking at me. Looking at me. I'm looking at him. He looking at me. So anyway, he does a show. Brilliant. Afterwards, somebody comes and says, Miss Shepard, can you come back to the back? So I'm walking and I was like, I'll see you later. This girl's on me like freaking white on rice early, as I would call her cop blocker. So we go to the back um, where Russell Brand is and he comes up to me and he's like, can we go out? And I'm like, yes. So Erlene's like, where are we going? Bitch, what do you mean where are we going? Uh-huh. So Erlene's like, where are we going? And I think she scared Russell because the Holy Spirit of Jesus jumped on Erlene. Like she had that I will smite thee tone in her voice. And so <laughs> like literally Russell was like, well, can we go? And Erlene was like, can we go where? Like that. And I was like, hey, Kyle. 
cock blocker, go home. <laughs> she would not go home. She would not leave me. That's why we don't work together now, because I don't hire cock blockers. So anyway, uh, she Russell was like, you know what? Let's do this at a different time. Ooh. So we came home. I was mad the whole time. And she was like, you know, God loves you, Sherry. He's going to bring the right one. Well, maybe he brought that one for tonight, Erlene. Maybe he did. You ever thought about that? So we went home. Then they had the Grammys that weekend. Next thing I know, him and Katy Perry are engaged. Hmm. Engaged on the weekend. Guess who that would have been? Engaged to Russell Brand. Hmm. Not Katy Perry, cock blocker. <laughs> I'm just saying. So much so he was flirting with closer. me. I really so much that every time I went on the red carpet, people were like, what's going on with you and Russell Brand, girl? Like he is, Barbara Walters even said, did he call you? Yes, he did, Barbara. What happened? My girlfriend made him go home and he's engaged to Katy Perry. Caroline, you remember that movie? He's just not that into you. Remember? Do I remember the movie? I dated the guy who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just not <laughs> for this book. Oh my God. Please don't dedicate it to me at the beginning. Oh no. To Caroline, Caroline. Me. I can't I even take you. Oh. I, I can't even take I... you. Okay, not only did I date him, but I had a, I had a joke in my mm, act about him, but I feel bad about the joke, I'll have to tell you off camera. Yes, I dated him. And you may have been the inspiration. The way, he did not ghost me. We dated in San Francisco. It was very wrong. I dated both the headliner and the opener. Shut up. <laughs> At different times, I was like, this is very awkward. I, I, it I don't- really It really is. It was Caroline. You know what? It was the 90s, okay? <laughs> Were you featuring at the time? I was a no, middle act, and believe yeah. me. She's featuring. Oh, anyway. <laughs> then, <laughs> I know, it wasn't the same week, but it was like, or it might have- Caroline. I don't know. I it love was, you anyway. so much. I so love I, I adore I ended up you. dating him, and he lived in San Francisco, and I lived in New York, and he was so sweet and honorable because we were obviously like, he was such a doll. He was really nice, but he called me and said, you know, he wanted to date a girl that he had met locally, which would mean he was not dating me. And I, you know what? I didn't, I don't even think I cried about it or anything. I was, I was at my, in Canada for Christmas. And at first, he was so sweet. He was like, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm like, that's so nice. And then I want to dump you on Christmas. <laughs> you and Kim are so much alike because Kim, her entire family is architects uh -huh. and engineers. Her uh -huh. dad, you know, Kim is from Cleveland. Her father and his identical twin brother built a lot of the big uh, things in Cleveland, built the, uh -huh. uh, the uh -huh. baseball stadium. Her brothers are both architects. Her aunt is an architect. And Kim is a comic. You graduated with like two degrees <laughs> in art. You know fine art. You are a painter. I've seen your art. Why are you a stand-up comic? You could, you have the a degree where you could go to museums and be the director, the person who buys all the art. Curator. A curator. Yes. <laughs> did you see how, did you, did how you satisfied this, with herself minute, she was? <laughs> did you get the C's wrong? Like curator now, comic? You know what? Are you dyslexic? When I, here, <laughs> when I moved here, I wanted to be a curator of a museum. 
And that's why I moved here. I used to teach ceramics at Moore College of Arts, which is the sister school to where I graduated, Bond College in St. Louis. But uh, it's funny, when I worked at that law firm, everybody saw stuff. Working with those lawyers at Meserock, because you know I worked at the fil- firm where they filmed the movie Philadelphia. And working at Meserov, Gelman, Jaffe, Kramer, and Jameson, it was funny. And they used to frustrate me. I used to talk about them so bad. And everybody in the office used to be like, girl, you funny. You, I was like, this shit ain't funny. They don't know what the hell they do. <laughs> oh my God, they used to drive me crazy. So when I used to do the Unilaw meetings, which was like a 10, um, 10 law firms around the U.S. We used to meet in the Poconos every four months to do these retreats to bridge uh, gaps between the partners and the associates. And I used to host them. It would be a roast. So the partners were roasted. And they were like, girl, you should be. And everybody used to say it because they would see something in me. You know how people, they say, people can see something in you you may not see in yourself. So they were like, girl, you should be a comedian because you're so funny. You'd be killing us talking about them the uh, partners at the law firm and just everybody in there. I used to talk about they ass, how they used to get on my nerve. And my boss in the wheelchair, I'm like, I don't give a damn to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was what I told I'm like, I need a ride. He don't give me no ride. I'm about go get him some lunch. He been getting lunch. I was like, I ain't going to get him shit. They used to be, <laughs> I was horrible. That's why I was like, I need to be my own boss. I can't work for people because I don't know how to act in a corporate setting. I mean, I know how to, but my, I was like, I can't do this. I can't have all of this. That's why I had to quit. I was like, I'm just going to do what I do. So I became a comedian. <laughs> like, did you, I run because my you're own such, you so right brain. Did you research Rita Rutner, the comic? She's got a residency in Vegas. She's very, she holds the microphone like this and she talks and she tells her jokes. Vic, She's she's brilliant to me. I love Rita Rutner. She used to be a ballerina, and she mm-hmm. saw that as a ballerina, your 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 career span is short, and you could make money being a stand up. She got into stand up comedy purely for for financial reasons because the lifespan is long for a comic, and she's quite mm-hmm. successful at it. So for you being so right brain and very mm-hmm. um, me- me- methodical and very strategic. Was that how it was with comedy when you went, so I became a comic? No, because I knew that I wasn't gonna work from no, for nobody. So when I quit my job, I was already doing stuff. I was writing for Source Magazine, writing for ESPN Magazine, doing graphic works. I designed the Roots first uh, chronic CD, not chronic, their black CD cover. When they were over in England. Yes, I did a lot. And I, it's all in my portfolio. So I used to do all this from my room, from my house and go out and do stand up, open mic and do my graphic work. Cause you know, I'm an artist. I'd be like, and that was old school. When I used to use Quark programs. I was like, I am going to make me some money. I used to design weed cards for people in my neighborhood, business cards, everything, Sherry. I was working with the hustlers. The rich people, my old, my best friend used to date the Roots manager back when they were here in Philly. And she was like, they need a CD cover. They're gonna be in England. It's called Organics, that's the name of it. Their first CD cover is all black. And it's actually in the Source magazine. I had to design the whole ad. I still have it, like in my little collection, but you're I was doing have, all that kind of stuff. Up, I, want, I want Chris to put it up too. So you, if you I, have it, send it. 
I have it. I can take pictures of stuff like that. I have all the stuff that I was doing, you know, to make, to bring, I was doing trips to the Newport Jazz Festival, bus trips, anything to keep my money source going. And then when it started picking up with comedy, I was like, oh, I can't do all this anymore. Let me just get on the road. But I did comedy on a dare. And then it turned out to be, oh, I can, I'm always one of those, if you say I can't do it, I'm going to do it. When they hired that guy that when he saw a line in a store and understanding how business yes. works is, you always want to keep the consumer waiting as, as less time as possible so that right. they don't leave your establishment. And to risk le losing 60% of probably what was in that store because he couldn't just open up another register, they knew well, that about that guy when they interviewed him. He didn't like go into the interview. But here's going, my thing, Yamanika. When he got done saying all that, all he got to do is make a phone call. And then that person will get fired because that white man called and said, this is how they spoke to me. They're going yeah. to probably get a new manager. Nope. If there was a black man called down there and said, I was in line and the manager said to me, fill out application. You know what they would say to him on the phone? Did you? <laughs> hey, I just wanted to uh, take a quick minute for Two Funny Mamas. We got Sherry and Kim coming here. <laughs> That's what they would say to the black man. Did you fill out the application while you were waiting? The two of you have a special relationship. Y'all, y'all are, you know, y'all are tight. Y'all are tighter than Spanx. Y'all are tight. Y'all tight, tight, tight. Thank you. And Kim never would have walked up to another comic and said, I'm going on next and bumped, you know, especially Sherry somewhat at your level. She never would have walked up and bumped someone at your level and said, I'm going on next. This was a friendship thing. This was Kim's um, awkward uh, um, just, you know, just the wrong, the wrong way of saying, I need to go on, I'm freaking out, I gotta go on. But she knew she could tell you that because you're her friend. So okay. you're looking at it as a comic bumped me. She, but Kim, did it as a friend saying, I'm going on next. I got to go on. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, that's that's what that, because I, I, I can't think of, Kim never would have went up to, you know, anyone yeah. else. I, I can't, yeah, or like, or Lunell or anyone. I can't see Kim going up to a, any other comic going, I'm going, I'm going on next. I'm bumping True. you. True. Right? Okay. This Thank was you, your, this was your, this, this was just your friend going, I need to go on. Oh, and, but you still are right to check her afterwards and go, I get what that was, but don't, you, you took me out of my, my space. So we, it, it, it has, it has to be a two way street. And if you, if you want to do that, you got to come at me a better way. And also you got to make sure I'm cool with it. So what happened, Craig? I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you what happened. So Caroline's on stage, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, okay? Sherry, you could tell, is like the consummate professional. She's like, 
she's like, I'm a comic and I'm really into being a comic. And you could tell she was coaching Kim backstage, going over her jokes. They went over a joke that they sort of share. Was, I think it was a dildo joke or something like that. So there was, right? So so she's like going over this, like like a mechanic. Like Kim was going to the mechanic. I don't remember my lines. She was trying to give Kim confidence. No, you're great. And Kim's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. So this is how I read it. So I read it like, Sherry's like really prepared for this. And Kim's going, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here. So, <laughs> so this is how I'm reading it. And I'm going, okay. So then, so Kim just stands up all of a sudden and Sherry's out, Sherry's out watching the, watching the act. And all of a sudden she goes, I just, I'll go on stage. I'm going, yeah, it's a good idea. Sherry, I approved it. I said, yeah, just walk on stage in the middle of Caroline's act. Not like a bumping you. There was no order or anything. It's, it's like part of the vibe. And then we're all going to get up on stage together. And, you know, so she walks up and interrupts Caroline's act who had no problem with it because she's like, this is the vibe. They had a little interplay. Kim did a few minutes and then did the joke that they had already gone over that was similar, the dildo joke. And then something <laughs> happened. I think Andre or something caused some shit. He goes, she just stole your joke. Be quiet. Now, George, George, you know that I'm a very codependent guy. I All of a sudden, I was put in this place like, what the, what, are these two for real? Are they really, they drove together. I was like, you know, I, I think, and Sherry's like, you know, and then I said, hey, can we take a picture? And I was like, trying to be, she's like, give it a, yeah, sure, hurry up. I'm going on stage. She's taking it serious. Kim could give a shit about her act. She's like, yeah, she's floating around. So she's like, she's got this naturally funny vibe. And it's, I was laughing. And Sherry's got the vibe of I'm naturally funny, but I'm also really into my jokes. Don't right. you fuck with my time. Don't you fuck with all of this shit that goes on in comedy. Because I take this, this is really serious shit. And Kim's up there going, I'm a fucking natural. You know, so I'm just going to fucking, I'm just going to fucking throw this shit. And Sherry's going, I'm a fucking pro, bitch. Get the fuck out my way. Don't you bump me. That's not what you do. That's not what goes on in comedy. And she's going, what the fuck? I just showed up here. I just drove here. We are going to go on stage with my friend Caroline and talk some shit. I'm not going to remember anything. Then I'm going to walk off stage and go, what the fuck did I forget? And she forgot half of the shit anyway. So because she, she's not prepared. Literally, Sherry was writing her act for her. She was her memory. She was going jotting shit down and Kim's going, I don't know. Yeah, it's something about a dildo. So, she, I'll do, so she did it, the thing, and then somehow it turned into, you know, like a joke thief or something. I'm going, I, I was backstage when Sherry said, do yeah, go ahead and do it. I don't give a shit. So anyway, that's my referee. That's my take on, I hope that settles the argument. <laughs> 12 years. We've been married 11, been together 12. You know he's 16 years younger than me and acts 16 years older. Oh, I need, that's what I need. See, people be judging me. No, can't fuck I... what they talking about. Ain't nobody paying your bills and giving you no ass with that person that you love. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's always people so that So, Chris, we can make it. That's <laughs> right. That's, that's our move. That's We got the blessing, the B-flat blessing. Thank you. Don't nobody say that to these older gentlemen. They sure don't. That date these young girls that don't know how to do shit. Right, right. I said all the time, my friend was having a stroke, and this girlfriend thought to me was doing a stanky leg. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Girl, she, he was like, don't tell nobody, but 
It's true. His leg was going out. She thought he was dancing. I'm like, get it, daddy. Bitch, <laughs> he having a stroke. <laughs> I don't do shit for dating a 22-year-old that don't be around her parents and recognize a stroke. If you are a parent. <laughs> the signs of a parent. stroke. <laughs> the signs of a stroke. If you're going to, I tell you, Kim, most men our age, Mm-hmm. And they're 45, have had, they don't take care of themselves like women do. No. They don't. Women our age are caught up in trying to still look young, taking better care of yourself, making yeah. sure you still got it because your kids is grown and off to school. Well, unless you waited. Yeah, but until you're an exception to the rule. Yes. You and my girlfriend, Kelly. But I think most men, when they're in like their 50s and their they just let they self go. Because they be like, oh, married, I got a wife. Look yeah, it's the when they married and got a wife thing. And I feel like, you think about it, when you go back to the class reunion and you see the foot, the quarterback, and you be like, is he the janitor or was he the quarterback? <laughs> right. Right. And then all the women walk in looking fly. Yep, the women do walk in looking fly. We take better care of ourselves than men this age. And they normally have strokes and heart. So my friend, even though he's like a runner and do all this stuff, he still eat horrible. The shit that he used to do is catching up with him. But he still think he can date women oh, this, 20. Oh, this is a friend of yours? Uh-huh, they had a stroke. And he's 52. Has he been married before? No. I always dated young girls. I said, well, it's fine. At least teach them how to recognize the signs of a stroke. So, no, you understand. I said, if I, <laughs> if I can get a man, this one I know, he loves me. If I can get a man to reach over me, hold on, let me get that, and pull like a hair out my neck. Yeah. <laughs> you going to get that, just like I tell That's Sherry. What you know. Because I was like, where do these things come from when a man can pull over? Because that means he don't care, but he, he don't, don't want care. you going out looking like a witch. So you're going to find that person. And I told Sherry the same thing because she's like, he don't mind if I don't sleep with my wig. He's like, take your wig. I said, that's right. You don't need to be sleeping in that shit. He needs right. to see all your gray hair, gray this, gray coochie hair, gray unknown hair. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all. Wait what a minute. First of all, you done went too far. I'm There's a limit. Yeah, I know that's right. What's the limit? What's the limit? Great. First of all, who got great underarm hair? I okay. This great. I know people that got great underarm hair. Yeah. If they didn't shave it, I'd be like, bitch, you got great. You better go shave up under there. If she got great underarm hair, I know her coochie done went white. Thank you. This <laughs> ain't no wrong. <laughs> But that's how you know the person loves you. They don't care about all of that. Yeah. I want to be invited over to one of the, your soirees, whatever whatever you call oh, it. There. In. In, in, we go roller skating at hood. Kim's house. On the t- do you know how to roller skate, Craig? I do. No, no, I no. I just skating. got a new net. I just got a new net, Craig. I, I bought a new net. I got a new We're net. Not, no, I like, I, I, like, net. I like the, I like the saggy one because I make it over more often. <laughs> she had a saggy one. When her when her valet quit when her valet quit it, it, it ended up sagging until she got a new valet and he put the net up right. Oh God! Oh God! The ball fetcher. You have the ball to fetcher. She's got her personal gonna, ball fetcher. We are gonna huh? roller skate around the net, Kim, not into the net. Okay. The only one okay. that will roll into yeah. the net is Andre. But. Craig, if you know how to roller skate, Kim has skate nights and she calls it Whitley on Wheels. No, no, no. Oh, Craig, Craig doesn't, he doesn't look like a roller skater. Skate. 
No, he said he could skate. Oh, I got a funny story about that. I got a, I got a funny story about that. So I got these rollerblades, and they were sitting in my garage. This was my ex-wife. And you ever notice that women laugh when you hurt yourself? I've never seen her laugh this hard. I got the rollerblades, knee pads, elbow pads, wrist guards, looking good that day. My new Nautica sweat outfit from Costco. I got the pads <laughs> on the outside. I got the wrist guards. I come wobbling out. I, I, I and I, we have a hill driveway. It's my first time ever. I'm at the top of the hill. And they're like, I look like a ski jumper from a country with no snow. Like, up next, up next, Juan from Ecuador. Oh, that's a big hill. As a big heel, I'm at the top of this hill, and I'm going, should I do this? You're supposed to start on flat land. Uh, no. <laughs> and they're down there waiting for me, my family. My son goes, you look like Napoleon Dynamite. Don't do it. My ex-wife, we're married at the time. She said, no, don't do it. I come rolling down. I swear to God. It was like they put a rocket in my ass. Bam. I ran in the wall to brace myself. I grabbed the rose bushes. I'm sprawling in the ground. I got thorns. I'm popping every I got thorns every I'm bleeding. She comes over to help me and she's trying not to laugh. You ever do that? She's shaking like Catherine Hepburn in a windstorm. And she's there, oh, are you? Are you okay? You look like you you broke your nose. You better put some ice on it. It's gonna swell. I just pissed my pants. Your father ran into the rose bushes wearing a Costco sweatsuit and a hockey helmet. I just pissed. She literally full on oh went herself through the Why? jeans. I'm not exaggerating. That was Why did you that was my rollerblade. Why would she I don't do know. Catherine Hepburn? I like doing impressions. I do. I do. I started my career doing impressions. Okay. Not that anybody knows who Catherine Hepburn is, but I, I was trying to think of somebody politically oh, correct that shapes. I love Catherine uh, Our Hepburn. fan base knows who Catherine Hepburn is. He said he it again. Said you show up on time, you're late, okay? And he made that very clear. He said, you have to prepare for war in times of peace. That's why when Chris called me about the show, he said, can you do it? I said, I could do it right now if I need to. I don't need no advance notice. Um, I'm always going to be ready. I'll get up, <laughs> you know, and so, so that is one thing that people couldn't take away, the work ethic. So anybody that wants to start their own business, if you're willing to work hard and do whatever it takes and invest in yourself, you know, uh, when I first started, I was like, oh my God, it's going to cost me a fortune to get these boxes made and get them. And I said, you know what? I am betting on me and I'm going to put whatever I have into this. So what would you say about stepping out on faith and getting past your fear? Um, let me tell you. <laughs> Pray when I feel the goodness of Jesus. This one right here. Because let me tell you. Oh, y'all, I'm about to get emotional. Jesus. That's all right. Come on. Come on. on. Come on now. Because, woo! Jesus. Okay. Let me tell you this, and I told somebody this today. Okay. I said, God will do things that you didn't even ask for. Ooh. Come on. And she was like, ooh. And I said, things happen. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. Things happen to me in my life 
So when I was younger, I told my mother people that I was going to meet. And my mom said, boy, they celebrities. My you know, my mama is Kim. They the same. Boy, they celebrities, boy. And then you ain't gonna see them people. And I'm like, I'm gonna see them. So when I started seeing the people, I went back to my childhood and I was like, it's crazy. I, I spoke that I was going to run into these people. And after my career took off, like things were happening that I visioned when I was younger. I visioned these things, but I didn't ask for them. Wow. And everything just started happening and started happening and started happening and started happening and started happening. So I said, I, so let me tell y'all, this is the first time I'm saying this and nobody, this right here, what I'm about to say is exclusive. Nobody, nobody knows this, but they gonna know y'all the first, the first yeah, time yeah. my, my clean laundry, not dirty, <laughs> clean. <laughs> so I soon will be a business owner. All right. And it's something that I've wanted to do and something that I desired, but I didn't ask for it. Okay. And then it was what presented is, to me. Look at like, that. you need this. This is what you need. And this is yeah. what you about to have. And, this, and I, let me tell you, y'all don't understand. God is amazing. And every single day, all I do, back to what Sherry said, I step out on faith. If you ain't got faith, you ain't got nothing. What is the Bible verse that says? Faith um, without works is dead. There's that one. And what is the... Uh, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Stop showing off. <laughs> I was going to say, come on. Look at the first lady. That's all she knows. That's it. <laughs> That's all I know is Bible scripture. You got to think about the long term. And I'm going to tell yes, you, honestly, yes. my, so my mother-in-law, who was a single mom of mm -hmm. three boys, and... One of the things that she told me is think about the things that your children do at this age, whatever, okay. whatever, insert age, and okay. add 10 years Ooh. and ask yourself, do I, what does that look like Ooh, in 10 years? No, sir. So what the way Joshua behaves at 10 or insert any child, if your child's Jeffrey, doing something at two or 10 or whatever, yes. okay. What does that look like? Plus 10. Sure. Like if he's doing the same thing, the same thing he's doing right now, and like Jeffrey doesn't Jeffrey's cook. Sixteen, he's sixteen. I so at twenty six, if Jeffrey is still saying, "Mom, what's for dinner?" <gasps> how you feel about that? I hate it. I wouldn't want him in my house saying that all the time. And wouldn't a woman want to be? They'd be like, "Cook your own dinner." Well, he doesn't have to have a woman because he's got you to do it, right? <sighs> Ooh, how about that? Oh. At least I got a little time to lead one. <laughs> <laughs> Kim said, at least I got time. Because Joshua's So, so Joshua's 10? 10? So at 10, 10, you still want him snuggling you? Well, yeah, yeah. 20. After, but that, he, not after within he broke a, your window? Yeah, not with an agenda. No, no, no. He broke my window. You know he shot me with one of them Nerf things. That's what I was going to say. Story. This story where, where Kim got shot with a Nerf and almost lost our eyesight. I'm so Joshua, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this. <laughs> It was so funny though. It was so funny. Joshua had this Nerf gun that he would shoot. And so Kim and I were sitting at her desk and he shot the Nerf ball. It was foam towards Kim. Like he was, I don't know where he was aiming, but it 
hit Kim in the side of the head. My temple. Had I turned my Had she turned her head, it would have hit her in the eye. Like the force of I had a nerf ball hit me in my eye. That's what it would have. And when I here's the thing with Kim. Kim, like she holds everything and then she explodes. And Kim exploded. What was so funny is because this Kim was like, you know, Sherry, we got to she wasn't at Joshua. I want to say that. Chris, she just all was. That. I didn't say none of that. Okay. Chris. Yes. Well, believe it. So Kim just like I'm goes off. In. Kim goes off and she's screaming. And, and then she goes to Joshua. He's like, I didn't know it was going to hit you in the eye. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? So she, but here's the thing. She's going off and she's like, you could have blinded me. And she took his toy. What she should have. Took that gun. She took the gun and put it in the garbage. No, no. She no, was like, no, you no, don't. But this is what she no, did. No, what I did before I, I took the gun from outside. You took the gun outside. I, I said, it's over. And I slammed it against the ground. I was going to break you it up. You break it. That plastic was real Yo, strong. you couldn't break it because the plastic was too strong. So she threw it away. Now, two things that Kim did. Kim, when she gets on Joshua, she'll say things like, "I'm take." It'll be in August, and she'll go, "You're not gonna have a Christmas." Mm-hmm. I think that's too far away. That's too far. Like Kim, like goes, "Yo, whole summer gonna be gone," and it's it's and he's that's like, next okay. year. Okay. So, but then the other thing was, I came back three days later, and Joshua was playing with the Nerf gun. Well, not only mm-hmm. that, this is what I'm another saying. one. She'll she'll hide things from him. This is the thing: if your kid knows where you're hiding <laughs> the stuff at. You're not really okay, hiding I'm going to get stuff. a new spot for the iPad. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't That's even notice that. Yeah, I was I like, did. how he can get that? You have to do it for yourself. You have got to say, and this is for all of us, even myself, I've got to say, what do I want? What does Kim want? What does Wendell want? What does Ida want? What does Andre want? Andre can't depend on me. I can't right. uh, depend on window. I can't depend on Sherry. We got two funny mamas together. We building it together. Cause, but I can't be like, oh, Sherry, come on, let's get this sitcom. If it don't happen, let's do We got to work on our own dreams. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. If I want to get on, but we have to also help each other. Like, I don't know. If there's somebody in the business I know and you ask me, and if all it is is picking up a phone call or emailing somebody, we can do that. Let's not, there is so yeah, absolutely. There's so much for all of us. Ida is different from me. She's a, a different kind of comic. She's she's going to do different kind of things. But I believe that there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. And if God has what Ida's path is, I can't worry about Ida. Now, I know even Sherry will call me and be like, girl, did you go out for such and such? She is notorious for that. She don't hold any information. And in this business, people, women, I know, men don't, we don't tell each other what we make. We don't tell each other what we made on that gig. I don't know what that is, but when we don't, it doesn't help us negotiate. Right. It never helps yeah. us, but we, and it's not gonna take from your money, it's helping you. Once you get on that last job, so I can you know, go in and say, hey, you know, let me have this. So I think we're getting better at it, but um, you know, after I get off my soapbox, it's just pretty much saying there's enough for all of us out here. 100%. You know, I um, it's very uh, complicated uh, for me because I came into this game a mother and my children uh, were always everything for me, but I'm used to, I'm also the oldest kid, so I'm used to always sharing. That's just how I was raised. Like I didn't have a choice but to share 
And so um, this dog eat dog spirit that people have to develop in this business because they believe that's what you need to do to survive is so far from the truth because the reality is, is that all of this business is, is based on economics. And if you make money, then you will have a place. If, you, if they know that you're going to make them money, they're going to figure out a space for you. And, and all of that being said, we know white supremacy is real and systemic oppression is real. But the reality of it is, is that we always are thinking there's only one spot at the top. Like Kevin Hart made it and it fractured the psyche of a lot of comedians because they were like, oh, he got the spot. Why he got the spot? Instead of saying, look at all the money that Kevin Hart is generating. Um, I need to figure out a way that I can generate money like that too, so that I can find my way in this business. And it's, it's pretty disheartening to watch the way people act um, and the competitiveness because we, we compete with each other, but we don't compete with who's at the top of the food chain. Like there's no need to say which, why, why Kim got that and I didn't get it when a white man is getting paid twice as much as both of us. So the bar shouldn't be each other. We shouldn't be competing with women. Shouldn't be doing that to other women when men make way more money than all of us. You know, it's just so. But it's it's really your, the thinking is that they if they get you, that we don't need the shackles anymore because they got our minds and we really do that to each other and it's really gross to watch. Well, it's the fear and insecurity. <clears throat> Most of us come from someplace else where. We wanted to take it to the next level. So we came to LA where this is where you're supposed to do it. But when people get here, like you said, it seems like there's only room for that one until that one loses his reign and then they let the next one in. Fortunately, now with streaming services and us mm -hmm. having access to do things like this, we can create our own. We don't have to sit back and- But you know what, Teddy, he was, he, came after me i wasn't going after he would come to my shows he would come to my shows and he was a very he was very he was a a very aggressive male i'll put it that way you know he was the one Turn he, on. he wasn't that's what he used to say yeah right he was aggressive come on <laughs> <laughs> let's get it on <laughs> Well, yes, if you look like this Let's with the bathing like suit on, the bikini, Ooh. and you had your beautiful jumpsuits on, Frida, I'd be aggressive too. Yes. Yeah, Sit. well, you know, it was it was like that. He was, and you know what I had, but I had to kind of like, kind of like, you know, put him at arm's length because he was just too much. He was just oh, too okay. much. If you read my book, there was, a, there was an incident that happened, and this is all true. And uh, this was back in the 70s as well. And uh, we had just left my sister. My sister had a barbecue at her house on Laurel Canyon. And uh, he had been invited. So okay. we, when we got ready to leave to go back to my house, because I used to live up in the Hollywood Hills, and uh, we were in the car. And he, I remember at the time, my son was like five years old, and his son was also four or five. And they were sitting in the back. And I was driving my car. And so we were all, we were on Sunset Boulevard and we passed this, we were approaching this car dealership of like high end sports cars. He said, pull over, pull over. I want to check these cars, cars out. We pulled over and just before we got to go to get out, we saw lights flashing in the back. 
and it was the police. The police had, you know, pulled up right behind me. And and then they came over and and while we before they came over, he reached in his pocket and took out a little vial of cocaine. Oh. He said, Here, put this in your bra. And I did. Oh I did. I put it in my bra. And all they did was say, uh, we hadn't done anything other than just pull over. And and so I have a feeling they recognized who he was. And they were just messing with us. You know, well, so I yeah, they asked me for my registration, driver's license. I did all of that. And uh, and that was it. But after that, I said, I'm done with him. <laughs> but look, Rita, this is a trip because if you... If you had gotten caught, you would have been an accessory, and we would it would have been an unsung about how Frida Payne went to prison. Yeah. Yes. Wait a I know, but that's why thing. you have to watch. Like I say, watch who you who hang out with. Because wait, this makes no sense. They pulled her over as the driver. He gives her the cocaine. It should be the other way around. Why are you giving it to me? This gonna be they're gonna search me, not you, fool. Oh, well, because they probably knew. They probably knew about Teddy, well, that, but do you remember Frida, that whole story? Remember when J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez was with P. Diddy, with yes. Diddy, and they were driving, and remember Diddy, that they threw that gun out the window, he threw it on J-Lo's lap, and then they threw it out the window? <laughs> yeah, Same that's thing? The, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And I know, <laughs> hey, listen, there was a time when I lived in New York, I knew some drug dealers. Matter of fact, I, and it's in my book, I had, I had a boyfriend, uh, and this was like, I was like about 20, 23, about 24 years old at the time. And I just, um, I was living in New York and, uh, we started dating this guy and he said, I'm in real estate. I've got, I got Bromstone apartments up in Harlem, blah, blah, blah. And wow. he was, uh, just three years older than me. And, and then okay. come to find out after we dated about like three or four months and I was in love. At least I, I thought I was in love. I really was. And then I found out he was this big time drug dealer. And uh, yeah, he was a drug dealer. And I continued to go with him because I was in love by that time. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience. 
service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.